Hey guys, thanks so much for joining us today on our Men's Leadership Network podcast. And this is gonna be a great episode today. I'm sitting down with my friend Ted and we have been friends for a long time. He serves in church, an amazing businessman, but also just a chairman of the board for 413 Strong and serves in a lot of different ways, and a lot of different ministries. And, and I just love this guy. And you're gonna hear a powerful story today. But before we kind of dive into that, Ted, just tell us more about you, kind of you growing up and family and career. Sure, that. sure. Well, I'm 56 years old. Uh, I grew up in upstate New York mm-hmm. in, uh, in a stereotypical Italian-American family. Uh, I'm married. Mm-hmm. I have two wonderful children with my wife, Renee. Yeah. Um, Sophia is a senior at FRA, <laughs> and Gianni's a junior. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, my journey was I spent my first uh, 21 years in New York, and after uh, college, I went down to uh, Georgia, and I was a high school coach there for a dozen years. Mm-hmm. Um, then God led me to California, mm-hmm. uh, and I got into the mortgage banking world, and I've been there ever since. That's how I provide for my family. Yeah. Well, it's amazing. And uh, yeah, speaking of your family, I mean, it's your anniversary today. So <laughs> happy anniversary, my friend. Thank you, brother. That's awesome. 19 years. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Hey, tell me about your faith story. Tell me about what God's been doing in your life and kind of your journey. Okay, well, like most Italians, I grew up as a Catholic. I mm-hmm. went to a Catholic school. I was an altar boy. Uh, so Christ was always there mm-hmm. in our family. Um, but I didn't, I didn't get there, Jeff, until mm-hmm. I, I started realizing what he did on the cross for me. Wow. And that transformed me. And, you know, the 2021 version of me is different as a result. I, I'm, I'm abundantly God. blessed. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Yeah. And, you know, I've been able to watch... Um, God work in your life, and I, I just love that, Ted, and I love that about you. And, and talk about this, because you have grown so much spiritually, and I, and I think for a lot of men, a lot of us guys, you know, we, we'll spend time working out, you know, we'll spend time at our jobs, we wanna be really good at our jobs, but, but a lot of times we don't spend as much time really preparing spiritually or growing spiritually. Talk about how you have done that, how you've matured in your own spiritual journey. Well, you know, that's a great question. I, um, you know, I work at it daily, yeah. lifting my spiritual weights. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I, um, my, my progression has been, you know, for 35 years, I was a practicing Catholic. Mm. And when I got to California and met my wife, Renee, she mm. s- said, you know, would you be open to going to a non-denominational church and, and checking it out? Mm. And of course, I was a little reluctant. I set my ways like, like most of us, um, but I went. And Jeff, that one hour, changed my life. She'll tell you. It just transformed me. And so we started going there every week, and we had a great teacher, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and Pastor Ken, mm-hmm. and he would, he would just teach from the Bible. Mm-hmm. And then she'll tell you, I'd run home, and I'd get my Bible out, and I'd get my notes. And this thing, guys, if you look, I mean, it's, it's filled with all, all those 10 years yeah. at, at Coast Hill Church. And I would just, that's how I started the journey. And then from there, Jeff, I, um, I started getting into guys like Chuck Colson mm-hmm. and uh, Chuck Swindoll and my, mm-hmm. my hero, John MacArthur, mm-hmm. who um, uh, eventually, you know, got his app, Grace to You, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I listened to his sermons while I worked out. So every day I'd work out and every day I would listen to him pour into this and, 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 and wonder, you know, how, how does that guy know that much stuff, right? And it, what it did for me in my walk was I think most people don't read the Bible or are reluctant to read the Bible because they don't understand the Bible. Mm-hmm. They don't understand the context, the background, the setting, the, 
the geography. And so after listening to him for years, I made the decision, you know, I, I need to own this. Mm-hmm. And, and in order for me to own it, I need to be in it. Mm-hmm. And, and so I started writing uh, an email to a group of friends um, every day, taking people through the Bible for a year. And so fast forward, it's been six and a half years I've been doing it, 365 days a year. Uh, uh, every, every day I'm accountable. And as you know from being up here, nobody is, knows more than the teacher, right? And so I've been able to do that. But for me, it's been, um, it, it just brings me joy to do it because I know I'm pouring into, I have 68 saints in that group today, 68. Awesome. But every day, you know, I get that out there to them. Some of them, uh, you know, I'm the only Bible that they're going to read. Mm, that's amazing. And, and I love how you said that. It's for some people, you're the only Bible they're going to read, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's so true for all of us, right? In our families and uh, with our friends. And, and, and talk about this. Tell us about this story, Tim, mm-hmm. because it's pretty remarkable, right? Yeah. Uh, you live your life for the glory of God. You live your life to, to share God's word, but to also share your faith yeah. and and talk about how you've kind of done that at a, at a local restaurant and got to know a guy and, and how all that unfolded. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great, it's one of the great stories for, for, of my life, you know, the fulfillment that I got out of it. Um, our routine for years was to come here to the 11 o'clock service. And um, after the service, Renee used our, that was our date day, yeah. Sunday. And we would go to uh, Sperry's, yeah. go to the restaurant and, uh, you know how it is on Sundays, the, the restaurants are packed, mm-hmm. and, but we could always get a seat in the bar area. So Renee and I would go sit at the bar, and there was a guy there by the name of Chad Hesler, who was the bartender, and he served that whole area. And a uh, very outgoing guy, Chad, I love him. He, um, he was very inquisitive about us, our family, uh, and we were inquisitive about him. So in pouring into each other, that manifested to always, you know, what are you going to do today? Chad always wanted to know, what, how, what are you going to finish on your, on your Sunday? And that would lead me into the opening of talking about the service that we just came from. And I would talk about it, and, you know, that's the thing about, you know, working on your spiritual IQ. The more you get into this, the, the easier and more comfortable you are talking about the topics. And so that's how God prepared me to go into that restaurant. It wasn't that was by design, Jeff. Amen. You know, and I got in there, and then that manifested to, you know, the whole the way this works. It's not pour on him and and and, and dump at him all at once. Yeah. Right. It's it was developing that, and and as time went on, you know, I invited him to uh, to have a talk with you. Yeah. And uh, Chad talked to you, and uh, you invited him to church. You told him that he would, you know, be I'd be invested with him, yeah. and he could come come to church with me. And that Sunday he did, he came to church, and he was an unbeliever, and he came to church, and from that point on, you know, he started pouring into it. And so I went back to the restaurant, Jeff, and I, I, I bought him one of these, which is what I do, he's part of my, my ministry. Um, this is a study Bible by John MacArthur. And so I taught him how to read it and do it, and I said, listen, start in, in John's gospel. Read the I Am's. Right, and then you're gonna know, and then I taught him by I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And from that point forward, Chad started invested, manifest to last year, where 
you baptized them. <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. And I tell you, that was a special baptism, wasn't it? Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> that was one of the best days of my life. Yeah. Man, I mean, it's been amazing to watch that unfold, yeah. you know? Uh, and what, what's, what's going on with Chad now? I mean, like, how have you seen God growing him? Oh, he's awesome. He, he was at the house last week, and, um, you know, we're uh, going to do a small group on the topics that Chad wants to focus on on Wednesday nights, uh, starting April the 7th. That's awesome. So we're, we're, we're looking forward to that. But he's, he's awesome because yeah. he's just, he's, men are, you know, we're inward a lot, and Chad's outward. It's one of the things I admire about him so much. He's just going to tell you his story. Mm. Um, and those stories are just like all of us. Yeah. You know, we're all broken. Yeah. And we all need the Savior. Amen. Right? Amen. And, and, he's, and so I, I love that I was a small part yeah. in his journey. Amen. Yeah. Well, talk about this, Ted, because I think a lot of guys out there, when we talk about sharing our faith, mm-hmm. you know, or inviting somebody to church, we, we, we get get kind of nervous. We clam yeah. up, right? What, what yeah. encouragement would you give to guys, to men, uh, about doing that, about sharing yeah. our faith? Number one, don't look at the scoreboard, okay. right? Understanding that we're just a link in the chain, Amen. right? And God is going to put us in that restaurant. Mm-hmm. That's how he works, right? Um, I've always looked at it from the perspective of, you know, look, when you get up, pray. Pray that God puts people in your path on that day. Mm. The, the God will tell you when it's time to invite them to church. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll, it, it'll be on you, but that's an investment in, in your relationship. Can't have a relationship without trust, so you gotta dump into people um, that, you're, that you're, God's put in your path, yeah. right? And you know, you know God, it, the only things that we're gonna be able to take, fellas, to the, to the kingdom is him, yeah. the truth, his mm-hmm. word, mm-hmm. and and people, yeah. right? That's all that's going. So if that's true, then with God, we gotta be obedient by sharing the gospel, right? That's what he told us. He didn't ask us. He told us, go and share the gospel, right? And then, you know, with his word, we gotta lift those weights. We gotta be in it. Mm-hmm. And if you're like me and you, don't, you didn't know what was in it, find a resource. Yeah. Grace to you guys. Yeah. Go to the sermon section, listen to MacArthur on whatever you wanna learn in there. And that's somebody a lot smarter than me, but that's what it took for me. Because yeah. I didn't understand this. And then once, once I did this, it came alive. Because mm. now I understand the context and the geography and the background and, the, and, 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 and by teaching it, yeah. you just manifest to that. But you can't get stronger if you don't lift weights. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and, and finally, the people, you know, with people, God's gonna put them in your path. And that's when you're gonna get the opportunity to share mm-hmm. and invite them mm-hmm. and invest in them. Mm. I love that. And talk about this too, because you and Renee were real intentional, right? You came to church, you went to the same restaurant. You know, you could have gone to different restaurants, right? But you intentionally went there. I mean, they have good food, but... but yeah. But you built a relationship. Talk about just how do you encourage guys to like, hey, be intentional, you know, and, yeah. and meet people and, and, you know, build relationships. Yeah, I, th- I think for me it's the, the word intentional mm. is, is what's impactful. Mm. Because when we wake up, you know, we got, we got choices. Yeah. Right? And for me, getting in the word of God in the morning, um, you know, the neuroscience behind it, putting God 
to the forefront of my mind is something that now my thoughts, my feelings, my wills, my desires, they're all going to be coming from that paradigm. Right. Right? And so if we're living intentionally, start here. Mm-hmm. That's Because, you know, I'm in sales, Jeff. And <laughs> what I say to all my people in sales, what, the first thing I'm going to ask is, what's your schedule? Yeah. Your schedule is your choice. Mm. Right? So if you're starting the day in the Word of God, filling your head with that, that's what's going to manifest your thoughts as you walk through the day. Right? And then we're going to, again, being intentional. I got to be focused on being the godly man that God intended me to be. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I want to read you this from somebody. This, yeah. this is, and encourage guys, because this is before, guys, I was, I had a Bible IQ. Yeah. Okay? But I was, I knew enough to know I got to live that godly life, Mm. right? And so this is from a former employee that I haven't heard from in 15 years. I just want to read this. Good evening, Ted. I don't think we have much to say to you in 15 years. That's a result of me being negligent in my roots. I'm working for a global e-discovery company now managing a team of developers, and I think I've missed a lot of chances to express my gratitude for you for where I am, and I want to take this opportunity in the hopes that... Whatever may happen in your days ahead, you'll know what a profound impact you've had on my life. Mm. I'm thankful for the opportunity that I had, though I couldn't appreciate it at the time, to see servant leadership in action. In spite of my lack of appreciation, I am able to model what I learned from a diverse group of men and women and share the love of Christ that I would, that I would not have been able to do. Listen to that again. Share the love of Christ that I would not have been able to do without modeling and the love and affection of a tremendous group of men led by you and Tim. Mm. While life has taken us apart, it's my heartfelt prayer that someday we might come together again so that I might have the opportunity in action to show you why it would be, to show you the proud, the, the, and be proud of the man I have become because it's in no small part of what you modeled for me. Mm. I hope this finds you well. It's my prayer that God blesses you and your leadership half as much going forward as it has in the past because I know from my own experience that I will have, you will have a profound effect for generations to come. All of my love to you and your family with heartfelt love and deep admiration. I hope this note lifts your spirits. Wow. And that's a guy wow. I haven't heard from in 15 years, Jeff, and he was, a, he, was a, he was a professing Buddhist when I met him. No way. Our, the way we live our lives and, and, and the way we... Praise God. The, the power of that can't be... We have to be aware. Yeah. We have to be that word you used, intentional. Yeah. yeah. Man, that is so strong, Ted. And I... I'm so thankful, you know, and, uh, and I think sometimes as guys, we, we, we don't think about the impact that we can have yeah. or that we should have, you know. Uh, how do you see that manifest itself even in your home? How do you see that play out in your marriage and with your kids and in your life? Uh, you know, I, I, uh, I have to, I, I can't lead without walking the walk, mm-hmm. right? And so when I got married and we had our children, I remember uh, saying to Renee, you know, I, I got some things I got to clean up mm. in order for me to be the godly man that, I, that God has intended me to be and the godly father. I can't be a, a dad without, and I, just for me, I, I can't yeah. sleep that way. And, and, you know, the thing I did at that time, and she'll tell you, um, I'm from New York. Yeah. And in New York, uh, to this day, people use a lot of colorful metaphors to talk. Mm-hmm. And I had those colorful metaphors in my, mm. in my talk. And I knew at that point, I, I can't carry that to my next generation. Mm. I, I cannot be the dad using those words, right? And so that one thing I did in my life, I just cleaned it up. 
And I took some time, and she'll tell you, when I talked to people from New York on the phone in those days, I, I would revert a little bit. But t- today, she'll tell you, I've completely purged all that out of, my, wow. out of my vocabulary. And I say that to say this. What if in that restaurant... I use those words in front of Chad. Mm. I don't think we'd be sitting here today. Mm. That's a great point. It's a great point, you know? Yeah. It, it, we gotta live it, right? We can't just talk about it. I mean, we gotta, can't just read it. We gotta live it. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what's so important, so important mm. for all of us, you mm. know? And I, man, I just, I love that. Talk about how, for you, it really helps you as you read God's word to open your eyes to the people around you. You know, because sometimes as guys, we can kind of live with blinders on, right? Mm. We're, we're going to go to our job. We're going to get it done. You know, we're going to take our kids to sports. But, but we, we just kind of check things off, right? But how did God's word and the Holy Spirit inside of you start to open your eyes to the, to the chads or to the coworker, or to the people around you? How does that transformation happen in a guy's life? I think, you know, what I've learned from the word of God is, look, he works two ways. Yeah. He works through miracles and he works through providence. And me sitting here today, that's a miracle, okay? Providence is how he puts people on the fray in our paths, right? So I think if you, if you just, if we keep our eyes open and don't miss, you know, that providence will happen. And I'll tell you a quick story. Um, it was a, there was a preacher and he had spent his life and he had decided, you know, I'm gonna hang up my cleats. I'm not gonna preach anymore. And he was pretty happy with where he was in life. And a friend of his called him up and said, hey, preacher, I'm gonna be starting a church. And I'd love for you to come and preach and help me launch this church, mentor me, coach me up a little bit. So he says, sure, I'll do anything I can for you. And so the preacher uh, gets in his car and drives out to this little town where this church was being built. Mm -hmm. And uh, he preaches, you know, for a month or so. And and then the time came where, you know, it was, he was gonna... um, move on, he had done his job. And that last Sunday he was going to preach, Jeff, he decides, you know what, I'm not gonna drive to the church, I'm gonna take the bus and change it up a little bit. So he goes over to the bus station, he sits down, he gets in the bus, and he pays his fare to the bus driver, and the bus driver gives him some change and he goes and sits down. When it comes time for him to get off the bus, he's taking a look at this change and noticing that, you know, he gave me a little bit too much, he's thinking, what do I do with that? Well, the right thing to do, he's a preacher. He's thinking, I'm gonna just give it back to him. But then he thought, you know, the city doesn't need this extra quarter, but the church sure could use it. I'm just gonna keep it. Then he decides, to get, you know, comes to his bus stop and he's gonna get off. He says, you know what, no. I'm gonna give that guy back his quarter. And he reaches out to the bus driver and says, hey, you gave me too much change. Bus driver looked at him and smiled. He said, you're that preacher at the new church, aren't you? Preacher says, yes, I am. Bus driver said, you know, I've been thinking about coming to that church because I've heard good things about you, but before I did, I wanted to see what you did when I gave you too much change. <laughs> see if you're walking your walk. Preacher left that bus in awe, went and sat on the bleachers, put his head between his legs, mm. and prayed to God, God, forgive me. Mm. I almost sold your son for a quarter. Mm. We can't miss. Mm. When we walk through our days, whether it's at work, with our kids, with our wives, with our family, we gotta own it. Yeah. yeah. We gotta own it. And that's a great example of, of a story of, you know, he almost missed it. He almost missed it. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. That's powerful. To, 
Hey, talk about this. I, I just want you to mention it, but, but you are the chairman of the board for 413 Strong. And talk about why you're so involved in that ministry and, and why guys should just get involved in, in some way, and whether it's in 413 or something else, just why it's important to be involved in giving back. Yeah, I think, you know, look, there, to me, that's a two-part answer. Yeah. Number one, we got to walk the walk. Right. In order to be the example that people are going to be receptive to sharing the mm -hmm. gospel with. And number two, we got to get off the bleachers and get in the game. Mm. Okay. And so for me, it's been 413 strong. Yeah. Okay. Every, every class that comes through, um, Renee and I, we, we'd make the Sunday sauce. We take it in on a Friday lunch and learn. And we get to meet the guys, and I get to share the gospel with these guys, why I'm there. Tell, tell us about 413. Mm -hmm. Tell us what it is and what, mm -hmm. what it does. It's a work ministry where, mm -hmm. where we get a bunch of guys, and it's led by my hero, Steve mm -hmm. Norris. Mm -hmm. um, uh, he, we, they, they get together people from all different places in Nashville, mm. um, coming from court systems, and it's a second chance. Mm. right? Guys think that a lot of people just in this world, they don't, they don't get to where they wanna be because they don't think they have that second chance. Yeah. 413 Strong provides that for these young men. And 413 Strong, being Philippians 413 Strong, mm -hmm. doing all things through Christ, they, they're, they're taught to be the whole man, mm. the, the biblical man, uh, and they're trained through, uh, t currently, and what it's been is through um, job partners here in Nashville in the, in the construction industry. Mm -hmm. um, and they're tremendous. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing to see what God does to these people that come in that are completely guarded. And then just in a short time after that, they're completely trustworthy because a whole bunch of people pour into them. Yeah. Coming from, the, from Christ. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. It is. And God's using you there, Teddy, I tell you, you know. Yeah. And, um, and to see these guys' lives change, you know. It's just like Chad's changing, you know. You see these guys' lives change. But... But I think that word intentionality, what you were talking about, is so important for all of us. So what encouragement would you give guys about, you know, getting God's word, sharing our faith, but living out the Christian life today? Yeah, I think it's, you know, follow my path, <laughs> right? It, it was, I, I'd lived it out even without having a Bible IQ, yeah. right? And that was my, the beginning mm -hmm. of my journey. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to have this. Mm -hmm. And we, when we crave the spiritual milk, we get into it but you gotta have a path. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was the grace to you, mm -hmm. uh, a John MacArthur path. Yeah. Whatever it may be, Greg Glory, whoever you like, yeah. right? get into somebody that's researched all this stuff mm -hmm. and will help you. Because when this comes alive, this brings you, guys, this brings you confidence. Mm -hmm. The more you know, the easier it is to answer the questions. And I'll, I'll end that question with this. If you don't know, just say you don't know. And, wow. and say, hey, I'm going to get back to you with that answer. Because the journey of bringing people towards Christ mm -hmm. is investing in mm -hmm. them. You can't invite until you invest. Mm. Right? They got to trust. This, this happens when trust happens. Mm -hmm. right? and, then, and then, then when they know where it's coming from, then, then those opportunities come for you. Yeah. You know what I love about that? You can't invite until you invest. You can't invite until you invest. And so you know, going to the same restaurant, meeting Chad, you know, or serving in the same place with 413 and meeting these guys, you know, or, or spending time with your family. You, know, you invest there and then you invite. Hey, like you did with Chad. Hey, we just came from church. You know, I want come to our church, check it out, or meet my pastor. Or, you know, those things are leading people down that next step. And yeah. Ted, God's using you there, you know. And what I love and appreciate about you, you know, 
you're not a pastor, right? You're just a man who is a businessman and a husband and a father and a man after God's heart. Yeah. And you said, as a follower of Christ, I want to know his word and I want to invest my life in making a difference. Yeah. And God's using you, you know? Yeah. Hey, what do you want your legacy to be? You know, I, I could answer that a lot of ways, yeah. you know, and I, I, everybody has their list that you write down. Uh, but for me, you know, there's, I look at, I'm not a real smart guy, so I look at things black and white, Jeff. And black and white to me is you're either a builder or you're a wrecker, mm. right? And when we get in front of people, I, I, I love the poem about the builder. Mm. And I'll end with this. You know, this is what I, I want to be. I want to be the builder. I saw a group of men from my hometown, a group of men tearing a building down. And with a heave and a hoe and a mighty yell, they swung a beam and the sidewalk fell. And I said to the foreman, are these men skilled? Are they the type you'd like to hire, you wanted to build? And he laughed. And he said, why, no, indeed. He said, common labor's all I need. For I can tear down in a day or two what it took a builder 10 years to do. And I've thought to myself, every day I gotta get up, I gotta be the builder. I gotta be whoever God puts in my path. I have got to show up and I gotta own it. I can't have an off day. Mm. Wow. Can't have an off day? No. That's awesome, my friend. Yeah. And that's what God's doing in your life. And I hope and pray for all of us guys, you yeah. know, to think every day when we wake up, let's be a builder. Yeah. yeah, let's be a builder. In our marriage, with our kids, our families, people around us, let's be a builder. Yeah. Man, I love that. And guys, if you want to be a part of my daily Bible yeah. reading, all I need is your address. Get it? Get, yeah. it? get it? All I need is your email address. And every day you can be a part of this with me and come on that journey with me. That's awesome. Well, we'll put that down in the notes and for you to be able to check that out and love for you to jump in on it. And so, Ted, thanks for joining us today. And I wanna pray for us right now. God, thank you for today, God. Thank you for Ted's life. Thank you for his wife, Renee. Thank you for their family. And thank you, God, for just stirring in his heart this desire to dive into your word and to make a difference. And God, I thank you for taking him to Sperry's every day after church and, and him meeting Chad and, and seeing Chad baptized and, God, we just give you praise. Only you can change a heart. But I pray for every guy watching that we would be intentional. God, that we would be a builder. We would wake up and say, God, use me today for yeah. your glory. And so, Father, we dedicate our lives to you. And thanks for this time and for the challenge. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Guys, thanks so much for joining us today. And I hope and pray that you'll be growing in your own faith and your own walk with the Lord. Because, man, as you mature, it impacts everybody around you. And so let's grow deeper and stronger in Christ. Hey, be watching every Friday for the Man Minute and then be watching for next month as we continue our podcast together. Blessings on you in the journey ahead. Have a great week. God bless.